0: Hi there! Welcome to Simple Acts Big Impact Celebrating Teen Changemakers. I'm your host, Natalie Silverstein. I'm an author, philanthropist, and passionate advocate for family and youth service. On this short weekly pod, I have the honor of meeting tweens, teens, and young adults who are volunteers, advocates, nonprofit founders, activists, and fundraisers. My goal is to celebrate and amplify these big-hearted people and the work they're doing and to inspire you all, no matter your age, to find your purpose and passion through meaningful service to others. I firmly believe, and these conversations will convince you, that every person can make a difference, one simple act at a time. Next Tuesday is election day, and I'm honored to share this truly inspiring conversation with Isaiah Santiago, the 19-year-old commissioner of education in the city of Rochester, New York. Isaiah's story blew me away. He is one of the youngest elected officials in the United States. There is so much in this episode, the need for mental health services and positive role models for young people, and the importance of giving stakeholders a seat at the table. I cannot wait to see all the good that Isaiah will do for the young people of Rochester and for the world. And let this be a reminder, listen to young people. And please, if you're over 18, get out there and vote. Our future depends on it. Welcome back, everybody. I am so excited to introduce you to Isaiah Santiago. He has a pretty incredible story to share with us today. Hey, Isaiah, how are you?
1: Hello, Natalie. I'm so glad to be on here. Thank you for the invite
0: oh my gosh i'm so excited to hear this story and to share it with everybody you know i talk a lot about making a difference in the world and putting yourself out there and taking action and this is something that you have really done so why don't you introduce yourself a little bit tell everybody how old you are where you go to school and then tell them about the incredible role that you have just been elected to
1: hello everybody Uh, my name is isaiah santiago i am 19 years old I am currently in college at Saint John Fisher University, where I am a rising sophomore. Um, and by the time you're listening to this uh, podcast, I will be a sophomore. Um, and I am uh, newly elected to the Rochester City School Board, uh, where I sit as a Commissioner of Education.
0: That is pretty incredible for someone who is now 19 years old. Yes. Yep. 19. So why don't you take us back all the way to the beginning? How did this all get started for you? How did you get interested in politics? And then what gave you the motivation to actually run for the school board?
1: Absolutely. So I I started everything at 16 years old. Um, Around that time, I lost two friends to gun violence um, here in Rochester. Um, And and youth gun violence became a very big issue. Um, I know as a young person who understands both sides of the story, um, that I could be a, a good advocate for change. Um, and I knew part of the answer to really make change when it came to youth gun violence here in Rochester. Um, and around that time, I wrote about a five page plan on how to combat uh, the violence that we were dealing with. Um, and I sent it out to a couple elected officials, not knowing whose responsibility it was, but I knew that this was my plan. Um, and I hope that one of them were, was to pick it up. Um, and within an hour, the mayor responded back to my email, planning a meeting for the next day. Um, and, and in the long run, I was finally able to um, partner with the Department of Recreations here in Rochester. Um, and when I partnered with them, they asked for, uh, uh, they asked for a proposal what I needed for my program um, and at that time at 16 I had no idea what the proposal was but I figured it out I did my proposal I sent it in um, and within that summer I was able to kick off my program um, And I titled it we got this um, and the program was really to bring young people um, off the negative Avenue of life bringing them into a light of their purpose of their talent um, and other things that they were really into and we were able to bring young people into a recording studio um, have them record their music, whether they were singing, they were rapping, they were doing poetry. Um, and we were able to really teach these young people that they had purpose in their life. And we did that through youth-to-youth mentorship. Um, and by the end of my summer program, we were able to bring about 11 uh, young people out of drug violence. Um, and two young people we were able to bring out of uh, the gang that they were associated with. Um, but a couple months later, um, definitely throughout my program, I started to understand that a lot of the issues that we were dealing with were simply hurt young people um, who didn't know how to deal with this hurt, um, either to to hurt other people or to do things that were temporarily satisfying their hurt. Um, and I questioned how effective it would be if we had a, a curriculum in our schools to help young people understand how to deal with these emotions, how to deal with the hurt that they're going through, which is normal. We all go through these things. We all have life problems. We all go through these different emotions, but here's a proper way to explore yourself to deal with these emotions in the correct manner. I mean, in between this time, uh, between 16 and all the way up to 12th grade, I was advocating around the community that when it came to young people, when it came to us trying to find the solution to the problem that was going on, that young people should be at the table. Because I sat at a lot of these events where there's like a panel of of 10 doctors and commissioners and things like that trying to understand young people. And I'm like, it will be a lot easier if we just put (laughs) a young person on this panel um, who understands the issues that we're going through. Um, I really started advocating to put more young people at the table of change, at the table of policy. Um, because our voice is important definitely in what we're going through in today's time. And honestly, our engagement um, is the most important engagement at the time that we're at now. So I started advocating to have more young people at the table and and continuing to advocate for youth mental health. And this curriculum that I created is still being constructed right now, and it will soon be in all of our high schools here in Rochester. But I continue advocating for, for youth mental health. Um, and I began to travel around the state, speaking to systems, systems of care, to, to systems and people in power on how to better uh, cater to the younger generation. Um, and actually, three weeks ago, I just spoke at the governor's mental health summit. I was the only young person there at uh, 19 years old who spoke at the governor's mental health summit where I had breakfast with the governor to speak about what we can do better in our state to make sure that young people, one, are at the foot of the table. When it comes to policies, when it comes to discussions about young people and our mental health, we should be at that table instead of other people trying to understand who we are. So I've been advocating for that through the past few years, and um, we're coming into the beginning of this year, January. Um, I'm 18 years old at that time. I turned 19 in April, and I made my announcement to run for the Rochester City School Board uh, as a commissioner of education. Um, and, of course, Rochester went into an uproar. Um, everybody was excited to hear that a young person was running. And, of course, I went through a whole, um, a whole discussion in my own brain on if I could do this. Um, I am in college. Does, are the people that's currently in politics, who's been in our politics for a long time, am I going to be able to get respect? Am I even going to win this election? Um, am I going to put all this work in and not win? And I made that announcement, although, you know, I did go through this whole argument in my own brain, but I did that because I understood that in running, it won't only be a candidacy, but it will be a statement to our, to everybody that young people are ready for change. I mean, it'll be a statement to to our adults and to our current election officials, but it'll also be an encouragement to our young people in Rochester to let them know that they can also join uh, local politics, and they can also join and be at the table of change. And not only youth in Rochester, but youth all over the world, that we are powerful in the voice that we have, and we do have every requirement to sit at these tables and be an advocate for who we are.
0: Sure, you bet. And you won, right? <laughs> so that's and amazing. I, and I
1: won. And And you won, (laughs) which
0: really tells you something. It tells you something, right? It tells you that you're correct, that you have um, the power to do this, that you have the knowledge, that you have the, you may not have the experience, but you're willing to work and you're willing to listen and to learn and that people trust you. People elected you to this position, right? They, They listened to you, they liked what you had to say and they voted for you. And that is super, super powerful. I loved everything that you said there, but a few things that really jumped out to me is in the first part of your story, Um, which this incredible plan that you put together to combat youth violence in your community. I love that you, um, you know, reached out to the mayor. I love that he got back to you right away, that his office got back to you because I do feel like sometimes people, they say, politicians say, please, you know, give me feedback, tell me what you want, tell me what you think. And then they don't actually want to hear what you think. So the fact that the mayor responded to you and that the folks there said, give us a plan or give us a proposal. And I love that you just are so honest honest to say I didn't know what that was but I figured it out everything can be figured out and if you you had ideas you knew what you wanted to do you just had to did you get any help with that plan or that proposal that you put together your five-step plan or did you just kind of put that together out of your own out of your own head
1: no I I just put it together I I was honestly determined I was honestly determined uh, to make change we're seeing a lot of we're losing a lot of young people here in Rochester um, and I was pretty determined, and, and I did the the five page plan on how my life went, because i, I wasn't always the best person. I wasn't always the best student. I wasn't always a leader that I am today. Um, I used to 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 get into to things. um and and I knew that there was there was a a, a step that got me into where I was um, at that moment. Um and I, I thought into my brain on how I transitioned from that walk of life to the walk of life that was currently going on um, and how can we make this a program for other young people to do the same. And for me personally, um, I was, uh, my friends forced me into this program um, in middle school called Studio 678 where we did photography and before then I didn't think that I had much purpose. So I was getting into things I shouldn't have, but when I got into photography, I figured out, you know, I'm pretty good at this. Um, and and I, I must say, and I hope nobody from my class hears this, but I think I was the best student out of all of them. You know, I did the best pictures um, and I sold the most pictures. When at the ceremony, um, the program put me in front of an audience, my first audience that I spoke in front of. Um, And and that really empowered me. That really empowered my voice to understand that people want to hear from me. People want to hear from us. Definitely when we offer. Definitely when we offer the best that we can offer. So so that's really where I found my purpose. And I understood that this program is what really helped me. So how can I also create a program that can help some other young people in my community?
0: Amazing. That's amazing. And and it's so true. And it's, there's a lot of these types of phrases out there, you know, like fake it till you make it, you know, or this idea of imposter syndrome and all these things. All it takes is, as you pointed out, you found something that gave you some purpose and you found joy in it and you were good at it. Right. And so now you just wanted to offer that to somebody else, you know, to give other kids this opportunity. And I loved what you said about youth to youth mentorship, because that is the most powerful thing, right, is for kids to talk to other kids and to give them an outlet, to give them a way to someone to talk to who understands what they're going through. I mean, both programs, your, the mentorship program and the, and the youth mental health program, which is so, so important. The other thing that you said that I really love and um, you know, it's, it's so true is having a seat at the table is so critical. How can these adults sit around and talk about young people and the problems that they're facing without actually talking to young people Who are facing these issues in your community. You know, I heard once at a conference, someone said um, it was a DEI conference specifically, but she said there's this phrase, nothing about us without us right like you cannot make decisions about us whatever the us is whatever type marginalized group or other type of group that is you cannot make decisions about us without our input without us having a seat at the table so i i absolutely love that you said that and that you stuck to it and that that's you know been part of your platform in running for this for this position so to tell me more about this role and and the fact that your you know your position is called the commissioner of education <laughs> that's really like a big deal for a young person. And, and again, um, you know, one of the youngest elected officials in the country. It's incredible. So what exactly is that position? What is what it, what are the roles for it? What are the responsibilities? And is this something you're going to be able to manage as you're also going to school?
1: Yeah, so absolutely. So the the school board is basically we, we're the presiding body over all the uh, schools in Rochester. I mean, I believe that the school district um, overlooks around 30,000 students altogether. together. And, and the school board is the, the body that, that creates the policy for the school district. We also um, are the people that, that passes the budget and decides where the money is going towards in our school district. Um, and then we also supervise the superintendent. Um, and for the people who don't know who the superintendent is, it's kind of like the president of the school district basically.
0: I think everybody everybody's heard that and everyone knows that. The so, superintendent is always a big that's a big person with a lot of power. So but you you all as a school board supervise him. He's the he sort of works for you, right?
1: Absolutely. And and we supervise him to make sure that he's doing his job correctly, to ensure that he is actually implementing the policies that we create. Um And that the, the funds that we're, we're putting towards in our budget um, is going towards what they were planning to go towards um, in the first place. I mean, the reason why I thought that I could be effective in this role is because, one, I just graduated from the school district last year. So I understand the issues that we're dealing with inside of our school district and the solutions that our young people, our students, our parents and our teachers are looking for. Um, But two, as a young person and as a person in Rochester, understanding how the school district has a direct correlation to a lot of the problems that we deal with in our city. The city doesn't get better if our education doesn't get better. And there's a direct correlation between those two. Um, And understanding that, that in my role, I could really push youth mental health. I could really push more services for that. I could really push for more young people at the table. And I could really push for a better district altogether. So as far as me going to to college and also sitting in this uh, political office at the same time, um, it's it's about time management. Um, And Time management is not an easy deed in no way um, because you have to create a schedule and you have to stick by it. So it takes extreme discipline. It takes you um, being able to to really deal with delayed gratification. And when I speak around the state to other young people, I speak about how important it is uh, when it comes to delayed gratification. Uh, Because when you're in school, it's easy to to join the students who are in the hallways, um, who are not doing the best things. Right now, it's easy to join the Kia boys and stealing cars and getting into these other things. Um, But the truth is, is in the long run, if you stay and you do and you do what you know is right, um, in the long run, it'll benefit you. And I, I tell a story about me being in high school And a lot of my friends were getting into things that they shouldn't have. Um, And by high school, I had gotten my life together. I knew uh, what I was planning to do. Um, And they would want me to come. And a lot of times, I'll just say, no, I'm I'm not coming. No, thank you. I'm all good. Um, And in the long run, it made me lose friends. You know, by the middle of high school, I I didn't have many friends anymore. Um, But look at where I am now. You know, look at where I am now. I'm speaking with the governor. I'm in a political office. I have my own apartment at 18 years old. I'm preparing to get a car. You know, like these are things that happen when you focus on delaying what could be, gratif- what could be gratified right now for the success that can happen in the future. I mean, it's important to, to, to take a pause on what you can be now for the greatness that you can be in the future. Um, that's, that's what I, I really do push on delayed gratification because right now it's easy to get into a lot of what's going on. But but if you stay to who you are and you stay true to the person that you know that you are and be happy in who you are, in the long run uh, it will cause success.
0: A thousand percent, a thousand, and live your value uh, values. Right, you are. These are your values. This is what you want to see happen. You want kids. You don't want to lose any more friends. As you mentioned, that you had in in high school, you want kids to have access to mental health resources so they don't harm themselves, so they don't get involved in these terrible things. Um, and it's just, you know, it's just really in such an impressive thing for a young people to a young person like you to realize and to stick to your guns. And and as you pointed out, you know, you're you're going to have a lot of people looking at you, right? Um, unfortunately, politicians and anyone who's in sort of the public eye is going to be on the under this microscope. And it's not always fair, but you have chosen this really kind of challenging road because you know that you can make a difference. And I am personally convinced (laughs) you are going to make a really, really significant difference in Rochester and in the state of New York and, and hopefully beyond. I mean, I really think you're doing just amazing things, Isaiah. I'm so, so impressed with everything that you've said, but mostly because this isn't coming out of some ego trip. Like you want, you know, you want to have this position so you can be out in the public eye or something. This is coming out of a genuine concern for your fellow students for fellow your fellow young people and if you guys if we we all like to say that young people are the future and if we really believe that, then we need to give you all the agency and the seat at the table that you have now claimed for yourself. Well, Isaiah, I am so super impressed. I am just so glad that I can share this story with my listeners. Is there a place that we can follow you and learn more about what you're doing? And, and you know, obviously, we don't all live in the city of Rochester, but I would just love to continue to, to watch your star rise. So are you on social media or anything like that?
1: Absolutely. You can add me on Instagram Instagram at Isaiah Santiago um, underscore L um, and then you can add me on Facebook at Isaiah Santiago, which we don't really have Facebook like that anymore, but you can <laughs> right. look at me and then I'll be on there. Um, and also on Twitter at Isaiah Santiago.
0: Well and now you're going to have to be on threads, right? That's like a whole new thing. But that's, Oh
1: yeah. Yeah, I got <laughs> That's for another that. time.
0: Right, right. Well, Isaiah, I'm wishing you the best of luck. I I don't think you need it. I think that you have just the heart and the soul for this work, and I just cannot wait to see all of the good that you do in Rochester and in the state and and beyond. Thank you so much for sharing your story with us today. Thank you. Thanks so much for listening. If you were inspired by what you heard today, please follow, rate, and review. These things really matter. And if you know a tween or a teen who is doing great things in his, her, or their community, send them my way. I'd love to meet them and share their stories with a world that could really use a dose of inspiration right about now. You can get in touch with me through my website, simpleactsguide.com. Until next time, remember to keep eyes, ears, hearts, and minds open to the needs of others, and always be kind.